just want to do God's will. What you're seeking is a blessing from God. You must expect a miracle. You have the power of choice. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to Life Today Live. I'm Randy Robinson here, and you know, uh, it's great to be with you all, you world changers, you people who are created and ordained by God to change this world wherever you're at, whether you're in education, whether you're in politics, whether you're just taking care of a home, or maybe you are in entertainment. Now, you will hear me talking a lot about Pure Flix. Uh, I am not a paid spokesman for Pure Flix. I pay for my own account. I am a subscriber to Pure Flix. I support them because of what they're doing, which is making a dent in the entertainment in- industry uh, from a Christian viewpoint. I just support that. I would love for you to support it too. Just go sign up, pureflix.com. You, you'll get lots of great content. No, it doesn't have as much as Netflix or Prime, but this is how we support Christian content. And the interesting thing is, we talked just a few weeks about their first feature film. Now they've got these series out there on PureFlix, uh, more coming, and they only can do it when you subscribe. So again, no relationship to them. I'm not getting paid. They don't even comp my account. They would, they would, but I didn't ask them to. I just paid for it. So we're going to talk today and tomorrow about some people that are doing things on PureFlix. Uh, tomorrow I have Lee Strobel uh, talking about in his documentary on the case for heaven. So invite you to that. Today I've got a, a gentleman who's been out there uh, making interesting things for the screen for <laughs> quite a while now. His name is Dan Merchant. And he has a new series. He has a couple new series, actually, both on PureFlix. I want to show you the trailer for one that uh, been out a couple of months, I think, now. June, oh, I guess, yeah, almost two months. Is that right? Yeah, okay. He's nodding. You'll see him in a second. But this is the trailer for Going Home, a drama. He's also got a comedy that's out. So take a look at this, and then we'll be back with the writer and director of both of these series, Dan Merchant. I call on you, God. Give me your ear and hear my prayer. People misunderstand death. The troubles that you carry. It isn't the opposite of life. It's a part of life. I'll take care of Betty. We're going to walk her home together. I'm praying for a miracle. Why is that wrong? It's not. You can pray for more. Courage. Peace. They can't help, Randall. You can. Can you keep your smile even when you're upset? I'm excited to see what heaven turns out to be. You have new memories to make. I know you're moving. Even when I can't see it. That is going home right now. Uh, and since we're past June 2nd, you can see it right now on Pure Flix. Uh, go subscribe if you haven't already. The writer and director of that series is Dan Merchant, and uh, he's with me. Dan, great to have you on Live Today Live. Thanks, Randy. Great to see you. Great to see you, Greg. Great, great to be with you. So this looks like a pretty heavy series i mean this is you're you're tackling death i mean what why why this because it's a it's a tough one 
Yeah, it, it, it is. It's interesting. Uh, I, I think it uh, the, the concept for the show sort of bubbled up in the midst of the pandemic where we were suddenly all confronted with 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 death and illness in a way that that sort of caught us by surprise. In my personal life, uh, somewhere during the gestation period for the show idea, my my father uh, discontinued his cancer treatments mm-hmm. and uh, has since passed. But he was he was on his journey uh, toward, uh, off this mortal coil, as Shakespeare once said. Uh, and and so these things started rolling around in my brain and. Uh, was talking with uh, with Rich Peluso at Sony Pictures, who who now uh, run uh, PureFlix, uh, and uh, and and we we started talking about this as a subject for a show, and they were shockingly receptive to it, and PureFlix was also. Uh, so we have a story, a dramatic series set in a hospice center, and uh, you know, sort of the goal is is twofold. One, it's to help us with a conversation about death. Which I always thought was fascinating that, as Christians, uh, it it's a good thing we're going to a better place. Mm-hmm. But it's obviously a sad thing too. But we kind of sometimes don't act like it. Which, as a kid, was always puzzling. Why is everyone so sad at this memorial for Grandma? Isn't she in heaven? Isn't she in this better place? That's a kid's mind now. And as you get to be a grown up, you kind of go, Ah, okay. Well, our, our loved ones leave a hole in our lives when they depart. Yeah. But the other conversation that it helps us have is, are we living, you know, what is our fear of death? Are we living as we're supposed to be living? Hmm. Are we doing what God has for us? Are our relationships where they need to be? And in researching this show, uh, it's sort of a powerful uh, understanding or revelation to me was there's probably a, a, some kind of a relationship, an algorithm between the amount of unfinished business we have mm. and the amount of grief that we wrestle with in the wake of somebody's passing. And so that's a, that, that speaks to about how we live our lives and the state of our relationships. So going home in a, in a winsome, loving, beautiful, at times even funny way directly addresses all these things, which makes it kind of a unique medical show. You know, where the nurses aren't trying to save the patient, <laughs> but we're working through the the, the physical uh, comfort, the spiritual needs, and the emotional needs of a patient, which is what the mission of hospice is. Has there ever been a, a hospice series on television that you know about? I don't remember. Not, not to my understanding. There's been little little through lines here and there uh, on on shows, but no, not to my understanding. There's never been a show that's just dedicated, you know, to this aspect of it and. That that gave us some great some great opportunities for deep, moving, thoughtful ruminations uh, on these things through characters that you love and characters that are struggling to pull it together. And as you saw in the trailer, some wonderful actors, Cynthia yeah. Geary, yeah. Uh, you might recognize from the CBS hit Northern Exposure back in the day. Mm-hmm. Tom Skerritt uh, makes a couple of appearances. You remember him from. You know, Top Gun and Steel Magnolias yeah, and great actor. a billion things through the years. Oh. MASH. He's in MASH. Wow. I had to go back and go, wait, what? That's Scarrett? So uh, some wonderful actors. It was really, and that's what you have to have to make a show like this work, to not be melodramatic, not be corny, not be preachy. You know, we're just telling stories about people, and these are the kinds of stories that, thank goodness for Pure Flix, because there's not a lot of places where you would get to tell a story uh, at this kind of depth about this these subjects. I, I guess you don't have these actors 
many of them on long-term contracts. Sorry, that's a terrible observation. <laughs> <laughs> well, some survive from week to week, but okay. uh, but some don't. Yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Sorry, uh, Lord, forgive me. Um, on a serious note, uh, I have found from personal experience that when we lose uh, a loved one, a close one, a family member, you know, uh, yeah, it's 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 it sucks. I don't know. Clean that yeah. up. It's it it's yeah. it's rough, um, but it really forces it forced me anyway to think a lot of, about what you were talking about. It's like, what, how do I really believe heaven exists? Do I really believe that we are created for eternity and eternally with Christ? Do I believe it's a better place because of the absence that you're feeling? And you know, it's it was. You look at the other lives impacted here on the earth. Uh, and it's hard sometimes, you know, because yeah. you know that other people are suffering with that loss. Um, did you, had you thought about this going, you know, leading up to the loss of your father much, or is this something that you went through that real period of self-examination and, you know, it was you know? interesting. It's sort of a couple of different waves. I lost grandparents that I was close to many years ago, and that was my first experience with the hospice nurses. Hmm. And I remembered even then as a, I was probably early early 20s, let's say, uh, so a while back. Uh, and I was always amazed by how comfortable the hospice nurses were around the impending death. And I, I, the other thing I noticed was that the, the, the beautiful people that worked with us always seemed to have the right thing to say or do. And unlike the rest of us that were just buzzing and completely uncomfortable and sure. fending off grief and all that. So, so that was really fascinating to kind of in the back of my mind. It's like, what, how did they do that? How did they, cause it's an awkward scenario and it's one that we don't experience, but a handful of times, hopefully, you know, in our lives with, you know, older relatives and things like that. But, um, then in researching with the hospice nurses before writing and producing these shows, um, we started to hear a lot of the same kinds of stories. And it really came down to a life lesson, uh, which was the, hospice, the secret weapon of the hospice nurse is to be present. Hmm. And we, we depict the thing, you might, it might have been in the trailer, where Charlie Copeland, who's played by Cynthia Geary in the show, when she enters the room, uh, she, she grips the doorknob, closes her eyes, takes a quick centering breath, if you will, maybe says a quick little prayer, you know, God use me, mm -hmm. and then enters the room, kind of leaving herself and her ego outside the door. So she's just there in the service of these grieving people, mm -hmm. these hurting people, these dying people. And to be present sort of puts the room in slow motion. So you can see like, for example, we'll depict this in, in one of the episodes. The person who's preparing to die is ready to go. They're fine. They're right with God. They're fine. It's the family that's yeah. a mess. Yeah. It's the family that can't let go. And so it's like, in that case, the hospice nurse might have to turn her attention to uh, the family member and go, okay, what is it? And, and so in that respect, going home becomes a little bit of a detective story hmm. where Charlie has to figure out, well, who needs what? And then you might find, oh, you need to ask for forgiveness. You need to confess something. You need to accept forgiveness from somebody else. What, what's going on in your life that's causing this conflict here? And uh, 
And then, you know, any of us look in the mirror for two minutes, we can go, oh, yeah, okay, I should probably clean that mess up. And, uh, and so that is sort of what gets dramatized in this really, you know, kind of a lovely, lovely way in the show. That's interesting. A friend of mine who was the, uh, or was the chaplain for the fire department and police station for a city here in the DFW area, I asked him one time, because he's there after car wrecks, after suicides, uh, you know, other accidents. I'm like, dude, what do you say to these people? And he said exactly what you're saying. He said it's not, sometimes it's about not saying anything. It's just about being present. He calls it the ministry of presence. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, perfect. The ministry yeah, wow. of presence. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, that makes makes complete sense. Yeah. I have another question for you, uh, because with the advancements in medicine, which I am glad for, because <laughs> I've benefited greatly, um, it also means we live longer, which also means uh, more, le- less, you know, dropping dead overnight or in a short period. Of time. It, it can lead to more suffering, uh, in addition yeah. to just the natural suffering of the diseases of this world and things like that. But when you're talking about aging out, sometimes it can be a long, uh, unpleasant thing, at least watching from the outside. I'm guessing if you're in it, it can be obviously difficult too. But have you developed any sort of theology of suffering, if you will? You know, it's really, that's an interesting, interesting thing. That's the, uh, the, the Catholic mystics have some interesting studies on on that, that, that there is a, a chance for us to be like Christ in his final hours of suffering, hmm. you know, for the others, that, that, that if, if you can find a prayerful state, that, that there is a, um, that there is a use, that God has a use for that kind of suffering. I know my, I lost my mom when she was just 66, and it was fascinating. We had a fairly, at times, she's a lovely lady, but contentious and fiery redhead with a big personality uh, you know it was it was an interesting it was an interesting journey with her but she she ended very well and what was fascinating was and this is the good news bad news for the cancer diagnosis was unlike a car crash like you referred to a minute ago which is which is terrible and sudden and, and awful the the cancer thing which it's got its own flavor of awful but it gave us a nine month clock right we knew what it was going to be, and we made use of that time. And we had conversations that were long overdue, and we had forgiveness, and we had tears, and we there was a lot that we made use of that time. And that's a thing that the, that the hospice folks uh, talk about a lot is to make use of this yeah. time. So, so in a way, the strength in that suffering, she showed so much grace. I saw her faith exhibited. You know, she's got death now looking at her right in the face is a real thing, not an abstract concept uh, at this point. Right. And to, to see that her her belief in God only got stronger as she got closer to, to going was really inspiring and really showed me something about her faith that, you know, I hadn't really seen or believed maybe before. Mm-hmm. Look, we, we say the things we say and then we act the way we act. And as, you know, as Paul says, you know, I do the things I don't, why do I do the things I don't want to do? I say I'm not going to do and I do them anyway. So we, we do all these things to throw people off of what we're trying, our journey, what we're trying to do. People go, ah, ridiculous hypocrite. Yep, I am. But to, to be faced with God and to be uh, just so moved by, by her grace in that suffering was really meaningful. 
And it's sort of like when the chips were down, it, it mattered. So that's another fascinating thing about if we're willing to hang in and sit in this very difficult time. Yeah. There is purpose in it. There is beauty in it. And um, and you see God's fingerprints all over it. That's the that's the other thing that's yeah. that's magnificent. And as the hospice nurses tell you, and I think as Charlie mentions in that trailer, you know, death isn't the opposite of life, which of course is the dramatic through line of every medical show. Right. Death is part of life. Mm -hmm. It's part of the journey. And when it's kind of a duh, right? But when you go, oh, right, it's all part of the same story. It does, it does shift your perspective a little bit. And those are the kinds of dramatic stories that we we tell on going home and what, what's been really neat, the show debuted in June and it's been the number one show on Pure Flix and it's been really beautifully received and it's been a, a blessing for me to look at the, you know, usually I don't like to go on the social media, but it's fun to look at the responses and, and people found the show beautiful and they'll say things like, oh, I love the show. Yeah, you'll need a box of Kleenex, but it's beautiful, <laughs> yeah, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. And, yeah. and, and so beautiful is a nice word to describe the show. And it's, it's not, it's not, it's entertainment. It's still entertainment. So it's, it's, it's very watchable and very dynamic. And you're, you'll get, you'll get drawn in by the characters. That is going home. You can get that on pure flicks only on pure flicks. And so if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe now, they'll give you like a week free, but just, I paid, you know, when I've subscribed, I pay for the whole year in advance. Uh, and just really to support what they're doing, but also to see things like going home. So, Dan, um, I'm going to shift gears now because this is not the only thing you're doing on Pure Flix. We've also got this one, Live and Local. And this is, I mean, you talk about a, a hard left turn from going home. <laughs> it's called having range. I got to have range, Randy. <laughs> You've accomplished it. Uh, the only thing you need to do now is, is like, I don't know, a zombie series or something. So, Been, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's five, five years of killing zombies on the sci-fi channel uh, with Z Nation and then Black Summer on Netflix. It's like, okay, we've done zombies. Let's go tell some other stories now. Oh, you did? I didn't. I didn't realize you did Black Summer. That's really funny. Yeah, I, I was a writer in the writers' room on the first season of Black Summer, and it, it's a it's a prequel to Z Nation. So a bunch of my Z Nation friends, uh, uh, John Hyams, Abram Cox, Carl Schaefer, really the guys that that ran that one. But it was really fun to sit in the room with them and uh, help kick it off. I, you know, I, I, I honestly, and this, this is a serious thing. I'd love to see. I, I love the post apocalyptic kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, and and. Uh, uh, the Denzel Washington, the book of book of Eli, oh, book of Eli, fantastic, yeah. right, Love right, it. which shows <laughs> that you can have some actually some spiritual content in in the context of a post apocalyptic. So th that's my challenge for you. But let's talk. Let's go back to live and local. Yeah, explain, live and local. Explain to people what this one is. So live and local is a uh, <clears throat> is behind the scenes of K Hug FM one hundred and nine uh, radio station. It's a very small. Uh, a rural based uh, radio station. It's it's we, the only thing we say in the show about its location. Uh, well, obviously the K tells you that it's west of the Mississippi as opposed to east because it'd be a W. Unless right? it's old, it could be really old. Uh well, it is really old because they, they uh, so grandfathered in some of the W's anyway. Did they really? Yeah, okay. yeah WBAP okay. here in Dallas is one of them. Well, but you uh, really okay? All right, yeah, because you guys are obviously clearly west, but. Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so K Hug FM 109 
um, is a is a local uh, local 50,000 watt radio station, uh, locally owned, one of the last locally owned stations, and uh, they're kind of hanging on by a thread. And uh, Dave Coulier from Fuller House and Emily Pendergrass from uh, the HBO series Veep uh, play the morning team, uh, and they get a new program director played by a guy named Pat Cashman, who's hilarious. And the new program director comes in and kind of turns things on its ear. And um, we, we spend half the show behind the scenes. And it's sort of a, an office style, uh, you know, the, it's called a mockumentary. It's a documentary style, but it's a joke. So it's, it makes it feel like it's a real station. Uh, and then you're on the air with K-Hug for part of the time. So you see them doing the the radio show with traffic and weather and you know we talk about the uh you know the, the new outlet mall going in near centerville and and of course there's, there's 38 centervilles in america yeah. so and six of them in illinois <clears throat> so good luck good, good luck figuring out where k-hug is it's, exactly. it's just down the street from springfield i believe that's exactly right exactly <laughs> springfield take a left at springfield and then head to centerville so, we're right right, right. Could be uh, and, uh, and so it's a funny show. And then the third element of the show that's really fun is um, so you get this little conflict with the new program director, the the new uh, the co-host uh, played by Emily Pendergrass, Tina, kind of on the rise. And Dave Coulier plays uh, Tommy Murphy, longtime uh, number one, Mike, who's kind of been phoning it in. And so, uh, you know, here he is in a dying industry of uh, local radio and He's been phoning it in number one forever, and you know things are going to have to change. And uh, the third element that's fun is that we have real guests that come on. So okay. we have comedian Leanne Morgan uh, is a guest in the first episode. Uh, uh, rocker uh, John Cooper from Skillet. Oh, he's great! Fantastic yeah. guy, yeah, yeah. great guest. Uh, Dallas Jenkins, the creator of uh, The Chosen. Yep. Uh, comes on and does a lovely interview. Great guy, super smart guy, and a real gracious guest. And so that's a neat thing. So like a local morning show, you get you know you get your guest interviews in there along. And so uh, I, I was always sort of secretly hoping that uh, we played it really straight. So I was kind of hoping that people would think they're watching a real radio station. Um, but uh, it's it's clearly silly enough where you go, oh, this isn't real. Uh, but Dave Coulier has got a big old beard, so you might not recognize him from Full House. He, he lost the mullet and put it here. Uh, but he's a he's a lovely guy. And it was a really it was really fun. And you're right. Uh, coming off of doing going home, this heartrending, beautiful show about, you know, transition out of life to go, hey, let's do morning radio um, uh, again. You know, Peluso at Sony was 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 generous to let us uh, take a crack at uh, at a completely different genre and sort of invent our own genre a little bit with uh, this kind of hybrid hybrid comedy. But it's a it's a gentle, nice kind of funny show about people and the foibles of people. So um, I, I can't help but laugh when you say K hug that that right there, that that's comedy gold right there. But I have to ask, was there not a K hug in existence when you created this? With one G. We were K Hug with two G's. So but there was a K Hug out there. There is, there is a K Hug. It was funny. It's a non com classic rock station in Santa Clarita, California. So at the far edge of the valley, uh, I know I went through, I went through, it's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And so we so this is K Hug with two G's, FM one oh nine. And if you know radio, this little inside joke. Yeah, there is the no. file goes to one hundred eight. <laughs> so, but 
but there you go. Yeah, oddly enough, there was a K-Hug, though. All right, so serious question on the issue of Christian comedy, because yeah. uh, obviously it's, it's clean comedy, which you know cuts out ninety percent of the world's comedy, right? You know, Dave yeah. Chappelle's not going to be on this show, um, at least un, uncensored. Um, yeah, right, right. But then you've got the issue of not wanting to mock Christianity, to not be sacrilegious in any way, sure. And and that and that is a, a moving target because different people are fit by different things how do you do christian comedy and not cross any lines that you really don't want to cross well i think my approach to it is i i want to do comedy about people hmm. not christian comedy per se hmm. i want to do i want to do comedy about god's image bearers us and we're full of it and we're full of foibles we're, we're full of hubris we're full of arrogance we're full of stupidity we're full of pride and all of that is really easy that's a that's a very wide berth yes it is uh, and very relatable very relatable and and there are things you know because i do you know i am in the church family you know we have a we have a segment uh, the 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 character that uh, emily pentecost plays judge not uh, her, her name is Tina Knott, K-N-O-T-T. -T. So she has a segment called Judge Knott where people send in their complaints about church. And, and they're like mostly real complaints, but we, you know, we play with them a little bit. And one of, one of the complaints is a true annoyance, which is, you know, when you show up for the Christmas Eve service and the place is half full with people that only come once a year and my seat's gone. What this is where I sit. What are you guys doing? This is where I sit. I haven't seen you all year. What are you doing here? And it's like, oh yeah, real nice Christian attitude, guys. So we get to, you know, somebody writes that letter in and complains and asks, hey, Judge Not, is it okay if we throw them out? Because these are our regular seats. <laughs> you now she's got to go to scripture and you know be uh, be uh, uh, you know be be uh, generous to one another. We you know without grumbling. You know, it's like you know. All of this is already covered in the Bible. We don't invent anything. <laughs> Unfortunately, the human race has not improved very much uh, since they wrote this stuff down. And so that's the stuff. That's the territory that we can we can live safely in. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned having Dallas Jenkins on this show because one thing that the Chosen has done is they've showed Jesus with a little bit of a sense of humor, and I think we've kind of lost that. It's a great point. You know, I mean, I've done some serious Bible studies with some with some really guys way smarter than me. And when they start describing the the context of the day, you know, the vernacular, here's what the Greek translation was, which really meant this. It's like, oh, my, is he being sarcastic right now? Oh, that's hilarious. You know, and even the idea like the Good Samaritan that's like saying the good axe murderer in our <laughs> right it's like it's such an outrageous statement that he would say that there is such a thing as a good samaritan we're not i, mean, I was lost on that for 40 years i'd sure. read it for 40 years well oh, yeah good, i'm like the good samaritan uh no you're not you're the guy on the other side of the street crossing the street and by the way to the audience jesus is speaking to there's no such thing as a good samaritan that's the point of the story so it's like saying the good axe murderer and it's like which is funny, you know, which is, right. which is interesting. Yeah. So you're right. The Lord had a sense of humor and we've missed it mostly. All right. That is live and local streaming right now, only on pureflix, pureflix.com. Just go sign up for it. And you know what? Is it too early to talk about Christmas? Because if you're like, um, <laughs> if you're like me and you know, you're, 
getting up there in, in the age bracket, uh, and you're like, man, what do I get my kids and maybe grandkids for Christmas this year? Get them a PureFlix subscription. I mean, why not? That Get them into uh, programming better than what they're, you know, getting on some of the other ones. And I'm not down on the other ones. I, I, I get it. But I think we should support Christians in what they're doing. People like Dan Merchant as he's writing and producing uh, going home live and local, all these great things. Dan, what's what's uh, what's your take on Christian, uh, you know, what do you call this, film or television these days? But, you know, this sort of thing, I, the technology has really, really opened up the possibilities for more independent and less funded uh, creative types like yourself. What What's your what's your take on the industry in general? I'm curious. You know, I think I think you're right. The the uh, not only has the, the technology, oh, you know, you can make a movie on your phone. I, I don't really believe that, but people say they've done it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I take videos on my phone and they're not very good. So, no. And I do this for a living. But OK. So to your point, the the technology has, has certainly lowered the bar. And the fact that there's so many more outlets uh, also create these other opportunities. Um, and I think that that as as people find you know, find that uh, PureFlix's success brought interest from, you know, from Sony Pictures, which is the major, major studio. And, and so what's interesting with PureFlix too now is that, you know, you get high quality family entertainment from the Sony, Sony catalog is now available is there. You know, Helen Mirren and the Queen, Oscar winning fantastic actor in the Queen, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, you know, great, funny, uh, funny family fair. So there's a lot more on there that's helping to augment, make a better value, I think, for the viewer while uh, floating the boat to give give us a chance to tell stories that, I mean, I try and tell stories that would appeal to anyone, you know, and and I don't, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, uh, uh, I feel like the stories, the stories can work. I'm not a big fan of proselytizing in entertainment. It's like, let the story, let, I mean, do what Jesus did, tell the parable. You know, Jesus isn't doing altar call every time. He tells a parable. Yeah. Do the story. Yeah. And and that comes in the side door, and that's what moves hearts, and that's what gets you thinking about things. And I think I think those are the kinds of stories that are valuable, whether they're, quote, from the secular world or, or whether, you know, I think that the Christian stories or the stories with intention of filmmakers or people in faith have a little more truth or a little more underpinning to them. But you know, people used to ask me, you know, what's your favorite Christian movie? And for years, I would tell them Philomena, which is an R-rated studio movie starring Judy Dench and Steve Coogan. And you'd be fascinated in this. Uh, it's a young Irish woman who was uh, impregnated out of wedlock, gave her baby up for adoption, and is now an old woman looking for uh, looking for her daughter. Oh, wow. And and the. Uh, and there's a scandal around the fact that this this Irish orphanage was selling the babies to rich people. Mm-hmm. Horrible, corrupt thing that happened inside the church. Yes, it this atheist London Times reporter, played by Steve Coogan, takes this this woman of faith on this journey to try and find her daughter, and he just can't understand how she still has faith. Mm. And it's the most gracious portrayal of what of what love in Christ really is in this messed up world. And, you know, there's bad language here and there. It's hard subject matter, beautifully acted, beautifully told, and hardly a Christian I know has heard of it. Interesting. And that's a shame, you know, because that's way better than, than something else that's sort of 
cynically manufactured to go, here's the eight things that are okay to talk to Christian audiences about. And it's uh -oh. like, ah, you're really shortchanging the audience when you think of them like that, guys, you know? And yeah. so now those are my, those are my goal. I mean, I get it. I get it. You don't want bad language. I get it. If you don't want right. inappropriate material, that's one thing, but I'm talking about, and this is what we do with going home. I mean, I feel like we address difficult things that, you know, on paper, it doesn't make any sense to do a show that confronts death during a pandemic. That doesn't make any sense, except for God's hand is in it somewhere. I feel like we were really blessed with this show. It was very unusual uh, circumstances around the shoot that we just felt like, okay, we're being obedient. Let's go tell these hard stories. And lo and behold, the audience appreciated the honesty and the directness yeah. and, and hopefully our, our, well, I'll just say the expertise of the actors like, you know, Cynthia Geary and Cozy Zulsdorf and Charisma Carpenter and Tom Skerritt, you know, Fern Davis, these actors really brought their hearts and you see it in the show. And so that's what I would say to people, regardless of, 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 of how you can go about making your movie or where it ends up, tell stories about truth. Yeah. Tell stories with integrity and uh, and let let the Holy Spirit show up and take it where it wants to go. I, I do like the platform of a pure flicks, which it's funny because Christians will watch or all sorts of things, but then not tell their friends because they don't want to be judged. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, but, I mean, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. There, it, it's true. But a pure flicks. You put all these things out there and people go watch them and they know what people are watching. So yeah. it's kind of a, yeah. it's kind of like a, 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 an anonymous vote sort of thing. So hopefully your program. No, and will I'll, and I'll, I'll echo what you're saying there. The thing I like about, about pure flicks is that again, they're, they've made a commitment to, to new programming and more stories mm -hmm. and things like that. So, so they're, there, they've made an investment and you know in people like me to make these shows which has been wonderful and you can also be assured you, you might hit something and go eh not that good move on to the next thing right but you're not gonna go oh great i can't unsee that you know which is <laughs> happens about every i like i'm i'm a, a voracious netflix observer and I, i'll look to see what else there is but uh, you know out there is a storyteller and technique and everything but uh i've gotten to the point where i'm you know, I'll give something 10 minutes and then just go, oop, okay, yeah. I don't trust this filmmaker knows what they're doing. Click, next, you know, that kind of thing. And so that's a thing you don't have to worry about, you know, on uh, on on pure flicks in terms of, of content that's objectionable. Um, well, and you, might, you might find something too corny, great, move on to the next <laughs> big deal. Right. No, no, no foul. But, but, you know, you're also you're going to be spurned to think about things like death and a Christian context in a spiritual, you know, healthy spiritual way, as opposed to, you know, this this guy's now a girl, and and we're therefore he he's a she's a whatever a hero, you know. So I, look, yeah, I know there's there's room for all kinds of stories in the world. That's fine, but uh, I feel like I feel like with again within pure flicks and something like going home, it's like well you can you can trust us. Come on the journey with us, and yeah. you, can, you can trust us. Yep. That's Pure Felix. Uh, Dan, man, I appreciate your time. Fun, fun catching up with you. It's been a while since we talked. Uh, and I love love what you're able to do uh, and what you're doing. So so keep it up. Thanks, man. Oh, thanks so much, Randy. Great to see you. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys out there in the audience hanging out. I'll say it one more time. 
Just go subscribe. You can catch Going Home on Pure Flicks for the drama. In these last days. And you can catch Live and Local now on Pure Flicks for the comedy, as well as lots of other great things. Check it out. Subscribe. Buy subscriptions for your family. Come back to Life Today Live. And I'll see you again tomorrow with Lee Strobel. You're the fruit. You're the fruit. Exploits.